Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics of what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram. He's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, and it's the big one. It's the end of season awards. We're about to crown the best, the worst, the past, and the future of this game as we look back on another season of the greatest reality show on earth. <laughs> I'm joined as always by Chris Ringland. Chris, how are you? Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, it's been an interesting last week of the football, and uh, yeah, glad to to crown some some awards on the footlights. I think it'll be some worthwhile winners here. I always love just seeing the voting because there's times whenever like we do this, you're like, are people listening to us or, or like? How's it getting through? And as you see some of the nominees and some of the votes, you can you can tell that like our listeners are just like us, which is just the best part of it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And one of the last week it's been Chris. We've crowned two European champions in the past week. Uh, we'll do a quick recap. Oh yes. Of we'll we'll start with the Conference League final, Chris. Uh, major major European final, as as I now see it. Um and Jose Mourinho became the first ever manager to win. All three major European trophies. Uh, yeah, don't, don't see Klopp or Guardiola doing it. <laughs> also, it said he was the first manager after, well, sorry, the third, after Trapattoni and Sir Alex Ferguson to win a European trophy in three decades as well. <laughs> I, do, I love how seriously everyone did take it immediately, but if it were an English club in it, we'd all be laughing at them. I know if it was Leicester, I know, it, but, but, but this is the thing, I'm all in now. Um, next season, the hammers are going to light it up. <laughs> We've been down this road before. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, congrats to Jose and Roma. Easy 1 0 win in the end. I mean, like, yeah, I, Chris Smalling with a man of the match performance. Uh, but like, I mean, the scenes of Marine, I mean, it was just that photo, which I think was possibly one of our promo photos at one stage, of um, the, like, him after they scored the goal. And Mourinho's just kind of like, everybody calm down, you know, while everyone's jumping around him. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, that's just a real winner there. We've said before, act like you've been there before with certain Absolutely. clubs. Like, like Severin the other week getting carried away. Watch watch Mourinho there telling the boys, calm. Yeah. That's that's a real manager right there. Yeah. I did. I, I thought there was too many mentions of the phrase small Dini throughout the game from the commentator. <laughs> that- <laughs> I didn't realise that was what was being said. <laughs> yeah, well, it was being said on Twitter, which is fine on there. Uh, it's whenever the BT Sport bloke, who I hadn't heard before, started mentioning it. This was on top of him mentioning some Feyenoord player as... Uh, what was it? The, the biggest upgrade between FIFA 21 and 22 in terms of <laughs> overall stats. <laughs> That's the most bizarre way to describe someone I've ever heard. It was the most conference league commentary possible 
you could just tell he's not watched either team throughout the entire season. He needed to find a few things, so let's just start chucking out random nicknames and FIFA stats. Um, but of course, all of the great stats came out like last time an Italian team won a European trophy. Jose Mourinho in 2010 with Inter, Champions League. First time Roma have ever won a European trophy with Jose Mourinho. <laughs> it was all coming out. It, yeah, the whole first European trophy for Roma was hilarious. To be like, this is our, we are actually counting these, aren't we now? Like, you can even see like sort of in the studio, Joe Cole and Owen Hargreaves trying to wrap their head around it. And like, how, how seriously do we take this? Why? Why was Joe Cole on it? Like what? <sighs> <laughs> must have had a certain number of appearances to make on his contract or something <laughs> right yeah and then of course this Saturday Chris was the big one in Ooh, Paris bit, shambles in bit, Paris really bit of an omni shambles some might say um, and <laughs> have to say bit of a bit of a disgrace from UEFA by all accounts blaming the fans for what went down Firstly, blaming the fans on the big screen due to their late arrival, which was nonsense because fans had apparently turned up from like six o'clock and yeah. still didn't get in on time. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, they then update us saying due to security concerns, which were of their own making. Yes. And then during that delay to force us to wait even longer for kickoff so we could watch a Kamiya Cabello <laughs> performance, uh, no, I- which... <laughs> Oh my days! I have to admit, I, I wasn't aware actually who that was <laughs> before the before the it happened. Um, I mean, I mean, I think the moment that kind of sealed the deal for uh, UEFA was when Andy Robertson said afterwards that his mate uh, was given a ticket through the club, and it was told it was fake, despite the fact See, it came from Andy Robertson. Well, yeah. If if Virgil had have come out with that story, I would be like, yeah, okay. Andy Robertson, I don't know. There's still something with him where I'm like, nah, I reckon Andy's putting fakes out there. Um, I'm glad to say as well, I mean, no, it was in Paris because it was originally meant to be in St. Petersburg, and that obviously wasn't going to happen. But I I assume that the point of having it in Paris was that it was somewhere that could host it tomorrow, you know, with no kind of hitches or problems, um, since it's going to be hosting the Olympics in two years as well. Uh, Yeah, you would assume Paris... It is pretty much, especially that stadium's ready for rugby and all. It's it's hosted Aye. events recently. Yeah. But to spring it upon them three months ago clearly just created chaos. Now, one thing I'm glad of is that Jake Humphrey did make his way there. I don't know if you've seen his LinkedIn post, Chris, during the week. <laughs> no, I didn't. Jake Humphrey loves a bit of LinkedIn, and I hate Jake Humphrey. He basically, the way the post went was as though this was his final. Like, how dare Real Madrid <laughs> and Liverpool look the spotlight in this? Yeah, this this guy loves himself so much, and I can't hack it. But within that post, he said he's looking forward to going to Paris to the Parc de Prince to watch the Champions oh, League oh, final. That's, that's hilarious. So happy for Jake Humphrey that he made it to the correct stadium that's, in the end. That is hilarious. Um, I saw there was a bit of chat as well about how when BT, so I didn't actually, I didn't catch the kind of coverage that the when this was all going on. But apparently, I'm told that Gary Neville was getting involved in bashing BT coverage on Twitter for their lack oh, of being able to adapt to the situation. Oh yeah, they kind of just went through another thirty minutes of the same analysis they had already done. It was horrendous. Because Gerard was there, I think. Some life he has. Gerard was there, yeah, on a free ticket, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, nice for some, um, but uh, but as well, I mean, absolute classic Real Madrid performance. D- does this put Carlo Ancelotti in a certain a certain kind of level of manager now? He's the king. 
I mean, so is he, <laughs> yeah, is, is he like level. the most European? Is he like the most, like, what is he? Like, the most titles of any manager in Europe or something? I don't know. I haven't looked at the stats, but in my head, he's the best they ever did. Unreal. I, what I mean, he's done in that competition over the years. It is phenomenal. I mean, Courtois was class and Valverde was class and all the rest of it. But uh, there's a, there, there was, yeah, there was a lot of full-kitted, non-used subs kind of involved in the action afterwards which had yeah and those Real with. Madrid boys didn't get enough stick for that Marcelo <laughs> that was that was beyond what John Terry did no I, I know he's been around for a while but like you know come on yeah he's basically part of the coaching staff he should have been in there in a suit rather yeah. than full kit absolutely yeah um, and does this uh, does this mean Liverpool's season was a failure hmm I mean, just that's a him, tough one just because... Mane's leaving as well yeah, I think the time for we sort of knew this summer one of Mane and Salah were going. Yeah, I think obviously the Jota signing, the Diaz signings, in have sort of pushed that towards happening. I think in my head and probably yours as well, we would consider a failure considering what they were wanting. But I think you look at the scenes just with the well on and the pyrotechnics occurred. Yeah. I think the city of Liverpool and the fan base there would still consider a great season. No, absolutely. I, I mean, like it could have been worse because they won the both the cups on penalties, and so like yeah, they they didn't score a single goal in any final they were in. But uh, but they only lost five games out of sixty three. Of course, one of them was against the Hammers, so that's that's all good. Um, yeah, that's an immense run. Uh, yeah, no, to be fair, they've they've, they've done well, but um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, I just couldn't decide on Saturday before the game because you know we're like I I wanted to get behind a certain team, and I obviously I, I didn't want Liverpool to win. But then I was watching these I'm... boys from Real Madrid traveling with Mbappe shirts with like zero Champions Leagues written on it. I was like, this lot are Is, did, that, did that happen? Did, did, was that a thing? Yeah, there, there was multiple I've seen. Horrendous. It, it was more. It was more the amount of camera shots of Florentino Perez. I was like, oh man, alive! This club. Yeah, he's another one. Yeah, and then the the fact that the two sets of supporters like sort of merged together to boo Camilla Cabello d- made me so happy. Yeah. So what? what so, why? <laughs> Just because it wasn't football? Well, because yeah, because they're trying to turn in the Super Bowl, and it right it became a thing after the game where she tweeted out where she probably shouldn't have, if we're being honest. <laughs> uh, she tweeted saying, "Playing back our." performance and I can't believe people were singing their team's anthem so loud during our performance like my team and I worked tirelessly for so long to bring the right vibes and give a good show um, I, so, yeah I've literally never heard I'm just looking her up now um, she's the same age as us which is interesting um, she's, yeah she is massive uh, well, well I, I'm sure she is I'm, like, I'm definitely the one out of the loop um, <laughs> uh, but yeah she shouldn't be doing a Champions League final right right so that's kind of where we are, but yeah, yeah. that that would be in, in the motto if we were to have one today. Well, indeed, yes. <laughs> so yeah, wouldn't I just get stuck straight in the this year's awards, Chris? A few new ones on the board. If you want to introduce the first nominees for worst sponsor of the year, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, we should give a shout out to to Rob, who was an inspiration for this, who wrote into the pod. Uh, we slightly adapted his idea to have the worst sponsor award because it kind of went under the radar this season, but there were some seriously dodgy. Sp- sponsor choices on both arms and shirts uh, on the torso which uh, we've kind of lumped them all in together 
So yeah, there's um, some stinkers. Yeah, and uh, you know, you might you might see a theme running here in the nominees. So first of all, uh, Hollywood bets for Brentford because um, they're such a lovely club. They love taking their money from gambling. Uh, Dogecoin for Watford. <laughs> um, three for Chelsea, which uh, who knows what happened with that in the end. Um, Big Kazoo was back for um, for Palace and, and Everton. Uh, Visit Rwanda ended up having a slight political tinge halfway through the season for Arsenal um, because of the, the UK government. Uh, Stake.com for Watford, which is not based in in England, as far as I'm aware, and sportsbet.io for Southampton. So they're the nominees. T- tough scene for Watford in there, having two of theirs. I mean, we have to say, Dogecoin and Stake.com. I mean, let's get it right. You're a Premier League club. That's a bit of class, lads. <laughs> yeah, they're just taking their money from wherever they can get it, like, aren't they? I mean, like, because I, I found the kind of, like, where all of the sponsors were, like, headquartered and stuff as well. And you wouldn't believe some of these places. Right. right. So you want to go ahead and give us the winner there, Chris? Uh, yes. So, uh, so we had. Um, so, so we should say as well. So this was. This is all based on the people voting in. This is not based on our opinion, Billy. Should we emphasise that straight away? Yeah, because if it was our opinion, three would have walked away with scumbags over there. Yeah, there, there's a couple of, uh, of results that probably <laughs> we need to get that in early. <laughs> that was what <laughs> happened. Uh, but yes, the worst sponsor award for this season went to Dogecoin for for Watford. I don't know whether they applaud or boo. I mean, <laughs> am I right in saying that that is like the kind of meme cryptocurrency that like people had a laugh with, like GameStop and all the rest of it? Is that that sort of thing? Yeah, it was that thing. And then like Elon Musk jumped on board with it and everything. And yeah, I don't know how that ended up on the sleeve of a Premier League football team. I mean, a bit of a disgrace, but uh, but but there we are. So we'll go on to our next award. Um, okay, we're, we're on the worst setting. And <laughs> some of the nominees here were quite funny. Um, so worst signing, uh, we had Jack Grealish at Manchester City. Um, the, the, some, some Kai Havertz vibes here. Um, Romelu Lukaku at Chelsea. Uh, Son Niguez at Chelsea. Uh, Donny van de Beek at Everton. Uh, Leon Bailey at Aston Villa. Uh, Brian Heal at Spurs. And then Salmon Rondon. Um, now, Billy and Jack Grealish was in this shortlist. Um, why did he make it? Because he stunk. <laughs> like, let's be uh, real. If well, you look at well, his stats for the year, it, it, they, they weren't good. Well, uh, maybe um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, he, he didn't. Maybe didn't play in kind of the big games and and uh, and that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I do have to take a few things back about Jack because, yeah, I, I do believe he's one of the worst signings this year for a hundred million pound footballer. Well, for a hundred million, bench for a hundred million, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he sat on the bench last game of the season in a title decider. Mm. That shouldn't be happening. But mm. also, what he's done over the past week in terms of celebrating that league victory, I I've got a lot of respect for Jack. I think he's been brilliant crack the past week. Well, I've well, seen well, more of that throughout the year. He's just been blitzed all week. <laughs> he has ended up in yeah. whatever club that is with Gary Lineker's brother. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He, with, he was with, there the day after the parade. With Wayne. Wayne yep. Lineker from, from, from season one. Yeah, whatever club that is. What was it we call it? It's Ocean Beach or something. <laughs> no way. I, I haven't seen that. Um, Which is the most Jack Rillish thing ever. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, a couple of good nominees there. Uh, and then we... The votes tallied, and the winner was 
Saul Niguez for Chelsea. Completely uh, deserved. Now, yeah, so he came in with quite a big rep and he was he was linked with Man United for years, wasn't he? Um, it's kind yeah. of like this box-to-box Atletico big midfielder. I mean, he ended up like playing kind of wing-back for Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, because apparently he'd played out there for Atletico at times. He was a player coming from Atletico on, I think, what was like an eight-year deal or something. Oh, however, yeah, yeah. however, he managed to flick that with his agent. I think this this was pretty much won by him. I think it was his first game against Aston Villa in midfield, uh-huh. where John McGinn tortured him for 45 minutes. Couldn't uh, get yes. any time on the ball yes. whatsoever. Panicked with every touch, nearly gave away three goals. Horrendous. It was, it was just really... like. It's just really surprising because, like, I because he's from Atletico Madrid, where it's just it's so regimented, it's so brutal. Like, really surprising. How yeah, you, you would think, especially like in a reasonably defensive team and in a very much a well structured team, he would have done okay. Yeah, I think a big issue with him as well was the reason he had to come in was Conor Gallagher. Of course, went yeah. out on loan. I think whenever you compare. The season wow. Connor Gallagher had and the season <laughs> Sol Miguez had, it makes it look a lot worse than it was. I, th- I think there'll be one of them in a Chelsea shirt next season and not the other. Well, I've read today, Sol's done. <laughs> so oh, really? right. yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we'll go on to our first positive award of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Three on the bounce of just dragon footballers and their sponsors. (laughs) But we'll go to the signing of the season. And there's some great names in here. A lot of them, surprisingly, from January. Uh, So to go from the top there, we have Luis Diaz of Liverpool, Dan Byrne up the Newcastle, Christian Eriksen returning to Brentford, Dejan Kulovsevsky at Spurs, Ibrahima Kanate at Liverpool, Martin Odegaard at Arsenal, uh, Tommy Asu also at Arsenal, and Jose Sa at Wolves. Jose Sa, I, I mean that that's a that's a serious list. That and I honestly can't like. We always say how tough the January window is. Clearly, it isn't. Listen, the I think Premier League clubs have improved their recruitment, with the exception of some clubs, notably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> see, see, see previous. Uh, with the exception of Norwich, Watford, etc. Uh, but the, yes, all those players were phenomenal. Like I actually, I personally would have had Jose Sa by just by definition of like coming from nowhere to just Premier League in that way. Yeah, especially coming into a club where Rui Patricio was so good for them yeah. for however many years, and you, yeah. he's not. You don't look at him and go, he's an imposing keeper or anything, but he's he's been great this year. But like, by every possible metric, he's been the best goalkeeper in the league. And like we talk about Wolves being a very boring team, he's been a major part of that. Yeah, he has, yeah. And then elsewhere in that list, you look at big stat patterns like Kulosevsky, oh. had a good good six months. Christian oh. Eriksen's turned Brentford around. They were yeah. becoming a they were becoming a nothing club at one stage there. <laughs> yeah. Dan Burns transformed Newcastle at the back. Yeah. Rather than what. Where where they were, what they, we were all talking about them going down, and now we're talking about them next season being a top eight club. Well, yeah, let's let's just let's just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll settle down. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see them come next year if they have any signings from this summer in the best signing list. Uh, well, absolutely, yeah. So yeah, Chris, if you want to take it away with who's won best signing this year, uh, so it was uh, Luis Diaz at Liverpool, which I think is. A deserved winner by pure impact, and of course, I should remind the listeners again: David Moyes had him in the room, but uh, <laughs> but he, alas, he went to Liverpool and went on to bigger and better things. 
Yeah, imagine that conversation as soon as Klopp picked up the phone. He couldn't get out of London quick enough. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, Liverpool's recruitment is just unreal. Yeah, yeah we said it before, but the front three that they did have, uh, Salah, Firmino and Mane, hmm. and now we were all talking, you know, that was coming to the end, and now they've just found guys that replace them. You look at Diaz here, electric, uh, loves a bit of skill as well, you know, a bit of flair, which... We we talk about a lot of footballers now not being like true ballers in the way that like a Balassi or a St. Maximum are. Aye, yeah, yeah. D- Diaz is off that ilk where it's oh, like, y- Jürgen's going to have to kick that out of him over two, three years. <laughs> but for the past six months, it's been unreal. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, he's very good. Big, big fan of the guy. Uh, we'll go on next, Chris. You're going to announce the moment of the season. For the moment of the season. So, uh, so yes, we had uh, a couple of couple of big moments throughout the season, which we talked about on the pod, and some some great nominees here. Uh, so we had uh, uh, Burnley having their shirt numbers being one to eleven in a Unreal. starting lineup. Uh, the ousting slash selling of the club by Mike Ashley, the Newcastle. Uh, Declan Rice singing his dialect on the Twitter thing. Unreal. Amazing. Yep. Um, The return of Christian Eriksen following his uh, cardiac arrest at the Euros. Um, Mikel Antonio celebrating his 50th goal with, uh, or whatever it was, with a cardboard cutout of himself at the Hammers. Um, Patrick Vieira giving an Everton fan the boot. Um, Rafinha in the crowd following Leeds uh, saving themselves from relegation and the opening day of the season at Brentford which was of course finally the first match post-Covid with all the fans and it was just a perfect atmosphere as they smacked Arsenal there's sometimes you look back on the season and you just forget that these things happened this year <laughs> yeah you know I, I completely forgot year. about the Burnley won the 11 shirt numbers, I'll be honest. Great that, that would have had my vote. That was an unbelievable... That was one of the all-time days in the Premier League. It was. And uh, for that reason alone, sad to see Burnley go. Yeah, well, that was more... I, I couldn't see that boy Mike Jackson doing that. That, would, well, that was definitely just with Deitch. I know, yeah. And then going back, that the Declan Rice Twitter space, even that... <laughs> I don't even consider it a football moment of the year. I think that's just a moment of the year, you know, when when everyone was hopping on that and football fans took over and how quickly that died out. Like, I think yeah. that went maybe three nights and then everyone went, nah, we're over this. But for just a couple of hours, for a couple of evenings, that was the best thing going on Twitter. So it's almost like the rise and fall of John Terry and Michael Owen's NFTs. <laughs> oh, those will be mentioned later actually <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was other ones there was close vote in this the Rafinha moment in the crowd was a big vote getter actually one. that's a big one yeah I, I did I love that scene looking yeah. back I had to rewatch it earlier ah, it's, what, it's what, what a moment yeah uh, with but, what, what I hope was his uh, other half or wasn't just some random girl uh, you never know <laughs> Premier League footballer <laughs> yeah but yeah, you'll have the winner there for us, Chris. And uh, this was a pretty easy one from what I saw on the end. Well, obviously everybody went for went for 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 big big Christian Eriksen returning to to grace the football pitch again. Yeah, pretty well deserved that one, isn't it? It's just a moment in terms of we didn't think it was going to happen, really. I, I mean, like, well, the fact that Syria banned him from playing there, which is quite interesting. 
Um, so that, that was why he left Inter Milan. And then for him to take a chance as well and go to a club like Brentford, you know, we're talking about a big player here, Inter Milan, Spurs, with the national team as well, and he's going to take a chance and go to a club that had just been promoted the prior year. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it sort of all made sense, I suppose, with the amount of Danish influence on, on that club um, and all the all the lads. I think even the guy who came on for him uh, when it, it happened to him plays for Brentford, Jensen, and etc. So, so yeah, big, good, great to see him back, whipping in those those balls. Sounded like another job for the boys type club there. Wet, the end, whenever you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thomas Frank gets them in, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to another positive award. This is a couple on our own now. Uh, we'll go on to goal of the season, Chris. Yes. The, another one, like, you, you forget that they happened this year. Like, you have to go back through serious amount of, like, goal compilations. Bit of footage. And, yeah, yeah the, to narrow this one down was tough. Yeah. Uh, because especially there's one of them in there that I think whenever it happened we were all like that's goal of the season right so you kind of whenever that happens you don't even consider any other goal for the rest of the year you kind of look at it being like yeah that was good but it wasn't that one yeah yeah so the nominees for goal of the season were Mohamed Salah against Watford Mohamed Salah also against Man City Damari Gray against Arsenal Conor Gallagher against Everton Andros Townsend versus Burnley Almiron versus Palace, Ronaldo versus Spurs, and Ziyech versus Spurs as well. Good to see Spurs having two there. Yeah, <laughs> I think our long list whenever we did this had about ten against Everton. <laughs> uh, I noticed as well. I assume Mikalenko's didn't feature Bailey because it was too much shin. Yeah, there was a few like that. There was yeah. there was calls for that one, and there was calls for Mateo Kovacic's as well. Well, yes. And- yeah. It was just, they just didn't sit right with me, if I'm honest. Right. Whenever we were going through this, the strikes no, on this list right. are, has to look yeah, right. they're pure on this list. I think if you looked down some of them, now there's interesting inclusions, I'll be honest. Almiron versus Palace. If that were any other player, maybe wouldn't have made the list. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah, it was just kind of a, yeah, it was kind of like he almost ran a lot of the pitch, wasn't it? it was like yeah, it was just, just a good good run down the wing mm. and then put it in. But because it's him, you're like, oh my days. Like, I didn't expect this in a million years. Uh, anyhow, it was quite funny after because he was sort of just like, yeah, like, we sort of just like made him sit on the bench. So, <laughs> that, that game, so. And rightly so. Yeah. Because you would um, never kind of expect that out of him. There's a few other strikes in there. Damari Gray's against Arsenal yeah, was a, a big one for me off yeah. the post as well. Yeah, That was a big Connor Gallagher's against Everton, yeah, I think. The one thing for me that kind of done that out of it was how late in the game it was. Right. Because it was, the game was kind of already won. Yeah. So that probably did it out of that for me. But yeah, all of these on here. There, there's an even longer list. But Yeah, I, I mean, I would have had Townsend probably. Um just by by the like, how mm. brutal a strike that was. Um, <laughs> what was the what was the Ronaldo one against Spurs? I don't know if I remember that one. It was kind of just a strike from about thirty yards out. He was sort of in the middle of the pitch and just the classic Ronaldo technique of just giving it up, like putting Knuckle his foot ball. through it. Yeah, yeah. And against Lloris, Lloris had no chance as well, and it was yeah. We, we've said a lot this year about Ronaldo looking his age at times. This was the classic, what you kind of expect of Ronaldo. And I have to say, I was concerned because I remember watching it when it happened, when Salah scored that goal against Watford, which is quite similar to the City one. I was like, oh no, Craig Cathcart is going to feature on compilations of Salah for the rest of his life. Well, 
we'll get on to the winner now. So the winner was Mohamed Salah against Man City, which was, I, I think, very deserved. Again, right. I did say it earlier. It was between those two for me, the two Salah goals. I think they happened within a couple of weeks of each other, maybe it, it, it actually was, after. It was honestly, like, it was shades of messy. It really was. Yeah, and I think w- what kind of does the Watford goal out of winning this is the quality of opposition. Right, like, yeah. He went by too many people in that one. Yeah, because you're against Laporte and, and Diaz. Yeah, yeah to go up against that City backline and that keeper and score the way he did there. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, um, no, it, absolutely. Uh, Salah, I, I think, is getting getting better with age. Um, I, I have to say as well, really, I think this is all nonsense about, oh, well, you know, if you're if they're 30 years old, you know, they're, you know, well, all the best players in the world are like 33 now, so... I don't know. Yeah, still got some time left. Like, yeah, there's players up there at forty trying to <laughs> claim they're still playing. I think look, look at Modric's trainer tried to claim he had a couple more years in him at this level. Zlatan just won uh, Syria with no ACL, and he's forty. Oh, don't start me on him. Go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next one is, if I'm right in saying, it's the Sia Award, um, which is the award for. You know, we're saying goodbye to some some big names who we're going to miss the most next season because um, they're either retiring or because it's just the end of the road for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, so, so we had Mike Dean, um, Martin Atkinson, and uh, John Moss. So, three of the big big referee <laughs> names are all, all up there. Uh, Sir Mark Noble, uh, Roy Hodgson, Fernandinho, uh, Ben Foster. And UEFA Coach of the Year nominee Marcelo Bielsa. Or, Again, sorry, FIFA Coach of the Year. Yeah, I, I, this this is my favorite category. If I'm honest, I love saying see you, the certain oh, individuals. Absolutely. And those top three, That's what they have done to this game. And but we'll, we'll we'll get into it. John Moss yesterday. He got an extra one. Got an extra one. He, John Moss on Sunday there uh, was somehow able to referee the championship playoff final and miss two stonewall penalties. I, I have to say, if I was a Huddersfield fan, be like, I would be feeling slightly aggrieved. I'm not going to lie. I'd be doing what the Liverpool fans did years ago, getting the change.org polls I, going I, I, Where's everything. the lawsuits? Where's the, where's the threats? You know, <laughs> Exactly. Like, Huddersfield are too passive. I, yeah. I'd, I'd be all over John Moss, especially the fact that I didn't realise this before the game. He's apparently getting an even bigger job. Doing what? He's, he's going to get one of these head of refereeing roles. What, at the PFA? Yeah. Or whatever it's oh. called, sorry. The, yeah, right? Honestly, after what went on yesterday, I can't believe he's getting that. Yeah, I'm, yeah I mean... Because I don't know if you noticed, Billy, but when we were, well, I was looking at all this for like at who scored for all this. You, you know, there's a section on the leagues where you can look at like referee statistics, and it, okay. ra- and it ranks them by like certain things. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, these boys, I don't think were up there. Yeah. They were I, up there I for lo- cards, I think. But I love the idea of who scored ratings for refs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is that based on? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. John Moss for me should have. Even watched them yesterday. I was like, "That oh, guy's five years behind this game." Never mind. I, I, I mean, we should say as well. Uh, massive congrats to Nottingham Forest on that. It'll be good to good to see them next season. Twenty um, fourth, bottom of the league in September, really, before Steve Cooper came in. <sighs> I have to say, um, make, make their way through a play. I'll be honest. I, I did watch the game. The, the standard wasn't high. I mean, I mean, the Championship playoff final is always like you know they're always really nervous and stuff. Um, we should say as well. I, I think I saw that you like this tweet, Bailey. Um, the right wing back for 
Forrest Jed Spence, who has been phenomenal. Oh, he season. thought he was a big lad. So he got he got loaned out by Middlesbrough at the start of the season to Forrest. Yep. At, even though they end up being like rivals, and he obviously um, had a go in Neil Warnock. Yeah, which I, I thought was a strange shot to take because what Neil had said about the guy was he will either be non-league or he'll be Premier League. I, I thought Neil on Twitter dealt with it very well. Yeah, hundred percent. It was a fantastic response by Neil because yeah. he did, and he said that he was like, "Yeah, I said to you yourself, you'll either be with your attitude, you'll either be a top top player in the Premier League, or you'll go non league." Yeah. And I think you've seen in the fact that he was so rattled by Neil's comments and came out with that, you can see why Neil would have said that at one point throughout the year. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, real shades of Potter, big Steve Cooper, I have to say. Um, oh, is there? Well, well, just you know, just the. Just the record, and he was at England under. He was at like he, he's basically the guy that sorted out England with, with Southgate. Basically. Yeah, watching the game and looking at both managers, I thought neither of them looked like a Premier League ref. Or, uh, sorry, I said uh, manager. I said that's BL's old assistant at Huddersfield. Okay. Yeah, he was wearing a shirt that didn't fit him. Wasn't a fan. I, I, I I'm a fan of the oversized, but I know what you mean. Yeah. No, that was just too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, uh, just elsewhere on that list I'm going to say is this year two in a row we've had Roy Hodgson on this I, I actually was thinking that as I said it I was like did you hear his comments recently where you know he, he again cast a doubt on whether this was actually his retirement okay he must hate the wife and I, and I was like Roy think of the family like <laughs> for once <laughs> someone hates each other in there like the kids must be like doing exams or something and he just hates the idea of being in the house while they're on study life like, oh, like he, he was literally like oh you know what if the right thing comes up <laughs> Roy like you've went on longer than Ferguson and Wenger I love the idea of Roy getting on this three years in a row and winning it zero times <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so who was, yeah. The, who was the winner uh, are you announcing this Billy or yeah we'll this? go ahead and I'll announce the yeah. winner here was of course Mr. Michael Dean, oh, Premier what, League legend. What a legend, yeah. I think this was, yeah, we've said it before on here, we all hate Mike Dean, but <laughs> we all kind of love him. We I all mean, love... We, we do love him, we do love him. We all love to get on Twitter afterwards or beforehand and be like, oh, he's fixing this. He, 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 he loves like that. my team. Yeah, that's yeah, why so. he does it, like he lives for it, you know. And we, we also don't see the kind of personality Mike has, you know. I, I don't think refs should have it, but Mike just has a certain part to him where you, you see the Tranmere stuff, you see the Aguero hat-trick ball being hit, all of that crack. Uh, his appearance on Arrival on the Ames Football podcast was sensational. Um, yeah, previously working in the chicken factories and stuff. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love the current crop coming through. Yeah, I, I hope none of them turn into Mike Dean. <laughs> but I'm also going to miss him uh, a serious amount. No, I'll, I'll miss him. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go on now to the game of the season, Chris. There's a few one, few ones that missed out here in the end. Whenever mm. we went from the long list to the short list, but I Aye. think I think we captured kind of who, who we knew would sort of win in here. Yeah. So the nominees for this were Brentford three, Liverpool three, big game that. Uh, Wolves two, Leeds three, Leicester two, Spurs three, Man United nil, Liverpool five. Manchester City 3, Aston Villa 2, Brentford 1, Leeds 2, last game of the season, mm. Man City 6, Leicester 3 in around the Christmas period, and West Ham 3, Liverpool 2. It's a great one to finish that off that shortlist. Um. 
just as I was going through, I kind of realized how much like the classified guy on Sky Sports I sounded there. <laughs> so bring... <laughs> Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. <laughs> it's been the same guy for like 20 years or so. <laughs> like, um, I have to say, really, for me, hands down, it would have been... Um, yeah, it hands down would have been uh, United losing to Liverpool five 0 Old Trafford. I mean, that was I like. I, I think I also nominated Watford beating United four one, which was the end for Solskjaer. But like that match against Liverpool was sackable. Well, this this was the tightest of them all. It actually oh, came it? down to a draw. Right. Oh, right. In the end, and the way I decided this award today was by literally flipping a coin. Oh, oh I, d- I didn't realize. A bit of controversy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did come down to like bang on two. I, one of my kind of things for picking what was going to be the game of the season because it was so narrow, or because it was level in the end, actually, I did go on the YouTube for the highlights of both the two games that right. were the top and was going to decide it based on the like count of each. <laughs> But one of them just blew the other completely out. So I was like, there's no real fair way to do this. Let's just flip a coin. But I think for me and within that list, I think my game of the season personally was the Wolves 2 Leeds 3 game. So sorry, so that's, when was that? Sorry, that was, is that Jesse Marsh's, one of his games? Yeah, that was one of Marsh's games post Bielsa. It was a Friday night game. Yes, yeah, yeah. And they were they were two 0 down. Uh, Patrick Bamford had gone off injured. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, and yeah. Somehow came back from the dead. Oh, this was also the game yeah. where Leeds had way too big an away allocation. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I remember Bruno Lage was absolutely raging after that match as well. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for me, that's what it was. I think elsewhere in there we have the Spurs beating Leicester with Stevie Bergvan game. Oh yes, he has one appearance of the season. Yeah, yeah, where Leicester bottled at Tottenham. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, that was when Soyuncu got ended by Romero. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I remember that now. Yeah, and then yeah, of course you have like some Man City Leicester. That was I think a Boxing Day game or just after Boxing Day when you you kind of you don't really know what you're going to get from certain players. Yeah, and I think at one stage City were walking away from this game. Leicester then got comfortably back into it. And then City just changed gear, finally again. Yeah. But yeah, the two the two that leveled it in the end were the Manchester United nil Liverpool five game. Yeah. And the Manchester City three Aston Villa two game last game of the season ah, for yeah. Man City to win the league. Yeah. And based on a coin flip today, mm. uh, Manchester City three Aston Villa two gets our game of the season. Yeah, no, it's uh, another another big final day at the Eddie House. Fair, fair enough, yeah. It, it was, but I don't know. See, because I think they, they bit of recency too early. Bias. Bit of recency bias in the voting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't call, see, call well, people out. No, 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 it wasn't that. I think the issue City had with this game was obviously what they did 10 years ago, but I think they yeah. won it too early. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I, well, as in there was still like another three minutes or whatever left. Yeah, you know, they, they scored yeah. all their goals within five minutes. I think the third goal came in like the 82nd minute. Yeah. I think, you know, you save that an extra five minutes, that I, comfortably wins this game. And, let, and let's be honest, like, the other one, like, Joey Barton, his role in that, in that game. Yeah, exactly. I, like, giving someone the boot, um, or whatever <laughs> happened there, um, made that better as well. Even though Wayne Renee's convinced it's a conspiracy. Was it like he stamped on a glare or something? Is that what it was? Like, he, he, no, he like went knee to knee. 
Um, so he did basically former city player and QPR captain that was mm. a good moment for him but yeah Liverpool fans did their best to hijack that one yes no they did yeah. <laughs> and I was seriously impressed with it and part of me did want to give it to you and especially I mean it was an unbelievable result. like it was just crazy like I, I think the moment for me in that game wasn't even one of the goals it was whenever uh, <laughs> Ronaldo tried to start on Curtis Jones <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Think, yeah, yeah. Thinking he was a big lad, and then Virgil van Dijk walked over and put Cristiano Ronaldo in his place. <laughs> Curtis Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all people, but yeah, unfortunately for Liverpool fans, yeah, he he's, didn't get that one. But based on Monday. the YouTube like count, <laughs> twenty thousand likes ahead. <laughs> I mean, I think that probably tells you all you need to know. Um, about, <laughs> about fans, etc. Yeah, again, I was like, that's Liverpool fan. I thought that's not even just Liverpool fans doing that. Yeah, that's other fans who just hate Man United doing that. So there was a lot of that going on. So I thought, coin yeah. flip, where to go? Yeah. Um. So moving on to the manager of the season. Am I right in saying that, really? Manager. Absolutely. Uh, so there was six nominees. Uh, we had Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Antonio Conte, Eddie Howe. Uh, Thomas Frank has made his way up there, and uh, Patrick Vieira. Uh, any, any thing any manager you would have taken off that list, Billy? Oh, I would have taken Vieira off, and if I'm honest, Wait, I've, I've uh, no idea I... why we included him. <laughs> I thought um, he, to, like, I, I know they didn't do that much better necessarily than when Roy was there, but it's the fact he sort of changed the whole kind of way they play in one season, but also done all right. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, and I think where I think he deserves to be in it, and other people did agree with me in voting here, because I think after the first game of the season, whenever he played Chelsea, I wrote him off at halftime. Oh, <laughs> people reminded you about that? Yeah, I, I said he should have to have walked after that game. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I did want to put Thomas Tuchel in there. Yes, I know he didn't really win any of the major stuff. He won oh, stuff that there, yeah. Chelsea were running in. He's I think good. in terms of just being manager... No, he it, probably it, had the it, toughest. Yeah, what he had to deal with, like absolutely, yeah. You know, none, none of these guys like were affected by uh, Ukraine being invaded by Russia. Well, yes. So I mean, he did he did quite a lot in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, and, and at one point in the season, being asked, was he going to drive the bus after <laughs> certain games? <laughs> uh, yes. You um, know, Eddie Eddie Howe didn't have to worry about that. And again, in there, there's t- two managers in there that came in. Yeah, you know, uh, we talked about Conte the signings earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially after Conte was written off by the Man United jobs for the boys' club in Gary Neville, I think the job he's done at Spurs to get them top four has been exceptional. I actually think as well, like to be fair to Eddie Howe, and I know it was like the signings and whatever, but like I mean, his like first ten games or something, they got like what, like two points or something? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he had a rough go on it for I mean, a while. He, I mean, he lit like I mean the amount of pressure he must have been under. To be fair. Yeah, especially whenever you've got Stavely's robot eyes on top of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, was it a hundred million he spent in January? I mean, like, it was a hundred million, but I think most of that was Bruno Guimaraes, and then you know, it is a bunch of lads like Matt Target and Dan Burton, like you know, and Chris. Like, like, yeah, what what a club they're walking into, like. Yeah, I actually thought Trippier was sensational, even though he only played like four games. Yeah, and then he got injured. <laughs> he did. He really revitalized sort of. Fat. Some maximum up top. Uh, yeah. Whenever you watched last game of the season against Burnley, you see Callum Wilson coming back. I think they're they're sort of ready to go. But yeah, uh, so the winner was uh, was Jurgen Klopp. 
again, another award probably helped out by the time the voting was done. Right. Obviously, voting started at 12 o'clock on Saturday before Champions League final. Not to discredit anything Jurgen's done. I think if they had won the Champions League, comfortably wins this. No argument. But I, th- I think as well, there just is something in the fact that City were so far ahead and took them to the final day. I think yeah. there's something in that, yeah. And I do. I don't think you can give it the Guardiola after what happened to those boys against Real Madrid as well. Yeah. It went you well, know, like- indeed. Yeah. You know the the bottle job, like they should have seen that through. And, and City overall. also didn't win any of the two cups. Yeah, yeah, got nowhere near it. So I think, yeah, overall, I think that's that's pretty fair. Yeah, that Jurgen Klopp won that, getting what was so close to the the fact that we even had to take a quadruple seriously. Well, I I, I personally never did, but I accept why it was. Yeah. Oh no, I I was sleepless nights. Oh god, stages there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And you could see from the fireworks display yesterday that clearly a few boys who were organising that parade thought it was happening. Well, indeed. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go on to our next award and second last. Uh, another big one. Um, another one where it, this came down to one vote. Oh, right. In the end. Uh, wow. So our nominees for Young Player of the Year were Phil Foden, uh, Connor Gallagher, Trent Alexander Arnold, Bakaya Saka. Mason Mount and Mark Kukurea. Mark Kukurea getting in there. Uh, probably going to the city next season. Uh, was there any uh, controversy, Bailey, about um, did anyone get at you about what is a young player? No, thankfully not. Right. But I, I, I had that thought in my head. I think we're, when it comes to us with young player, I think well, sort of that 23 is the cutoff. I, I, th- that's what I was working off as well. Yeah. So the likes of Trent is kind of on that. <clears throat> Mason Mount's also on there. Kukurea, I have no idea what age he is. I thought he was like 28. Uh, he's, he's, he's 23. <laughs> oh, it, it threw me when you added him in the long list. <laughs> um, yeah. He was someone I just did not expect in there. Uh, I, I think it's great as well. You see there, five of them are English. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fair play to the boys, yeah. Especially um, coming off four of them were in the, the Euro squad last year and they come off that and have... This season they have uh, like Foden's been unreal. Saka, yes, I take the piss out of him because he's had the penalties. Been immense. He has. Mount's been Chelsea's best player. Trent's just continuing on with what he does, and yeah. then now they add Conor Gallagher in the mix. No, it's a who, it's a good list, and he he'll probably be on the plane come the summer as well. I think so. Yeah. So, but yeah, the winner of Young Player of the Year by one vote was Trent Alexander Arnold, uh, who was one vote behind. Connor Gallagher. Oh, Connor getting in? It, yeah, it was seriously tight between those two. I think what's done Gallagher out of that has been, I think, <laughs> I've joked all year about Antonio not doing anything since August. Gallagher's not really done anything since March. Right. For honest, when you right. look at some of the stats. He certainly hasn't really scored as much, yeah. Yeah, whereas every time Trent walks onto the pitch, there's at least yeah. five passes. You're looking up being like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. No, that he's been able yeah. to place that. No, absolutely, yeah. And I thought overall, and even though the goal came from his side, with Vinicius running in behind them, I thought Trent was fantastic on Saturday against Real Madrid as well. Yeah. Serious, serious player. No, absolutely. Um, so that leaves only the, the final award, Billy. Um, the big one. Which um, uh, I'm a bit concerned about this. but uh, <laughs> we're, um, So the, the nominees for the overall player of the season in the Premier League was uh, Mo Salah. Liverpool, uh, Hua, 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 Hua. Uh, I was speaking to a Portuguese guy recently. I was trying to 
asking how you pronounce <laughs> Zhao. Zhao Cancelo um, at City, Rodri at City, mm. Trent Alexander-Arnold at Liverpool, Jared Bowen at West Ham, and John McGinn at Aston Villa. J- John McGinn getting into that list, Billy? Yeah, there was a few... Was there a few eyebrows raised at that? or? or I, really? I think there was with McGinn. Right, uh, okay. I, I'm a big soft spot for the guy. I, I was business... He, well, more, more, you know, like, there's no Kevin De Bruyne on the list, for example. I, I don't know what it is about De Bruyne. I've seen a few shouts about De Bruyne. I don't know what about well, him this year. He's not taking me away. I, I, I well, I mean, there's also, no, like, Virgil van Dijk, you know, this sort of thing, and John McGinn's there. But John McGinn did have a great season. He had a very good... I think, again, it's just... Virgil's very similar to De Bruyne, actually, where it's like, yeah, we, we know. And I think the player, player of the season, as well, we have to explain, very similar last year, it's not necessarily the best player, because, of course, PFA Player of the Year and stuff, De Bruyne's going to win that. Virgil van Dijk's going to be in the team right. of the year and everything. Right. It's, who's the under the floodlights Player of the Year? Well, well, you know? well exactly. It's, you it's know, the way they play. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I think last year, Alison Maximum won this award. Y- yes, um, you know, that, he, he was nowhere near PFA awards, <laughs> but last season he was my favorite player to watch. And I think whenever you're going down this, I've enjoyed watching John McGinn throughout the year. Roger, I've said on yeah, multiple yeah. occasions, perfect player. Mo Sally, of course, I think you go back to sort of that October, November run he had, mm. where I think at that stage people said he's player of the year. Yeah. You just have to include him. Trent again, just brilliant. Jared Bowen, out of nowhere, had a fantastic season. Mm. Uh, I have to say as well, Billy, someone I would have personally had on this short list, um, most prize people, is Marcus Alonso. No, I seen you put him on that I, long list, and I was like, he's taking the piss out I, of me. I think Marcus Alonso has been sensational, and the part of the reason for that is because because mm-hmm. the two wing backs got injured, and therefore how Chelsea's entire game plan relies on the wing backs and I, I think I think he's seriously stepped up in that regard no, I, I'll just point you towards what we've just explained that player of the season for under floodlights <laughs> is who, who we've enjoyed watching most yeah. and I'll be honest I've wanted to pull my hair out well, at times watching that guy he he, he he delivers though you know no he, he doesn't he, 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 he just he, no let's not end the season with that <laughs> Well, uh, Billy, do you want to? I, I can't really announce who won this. So, so Billy, do you want to announce? And do, you, do you also actually want to break down the voting? Because in case I get, like, you know, ousted from this? I'll be honest, there's no point breaking down the voting because comfortably, <laughs> the Under the Floodlights player of the season for the 2021 2022 season is West Ham's Jared Bowen. No, I, I feel like, Billy, I have to immediately defend any. Like there was no in. In fact, I can I can assure you there was such little influence from me that I actually forgot to share the marketing around this for the pod. So I had no influence in Jared winning this award. Yeah, Chris didn't have a vote in here. This was very much the listeners, and again, Chris comfortable. I, so I mean, like you know, like he has been sensational, uh, and you know, started Hereford, Hull, and now he's in the England squad. I mean. It's it's more the fact that like, you know, to push the Super League that far, you know, until the final day, was because basically because of him and and Declan um, and Dawson and uh, he creates things. He is one of the fittest players in the league, even though he doesn't look it. Um, and he is yeah, has everything. So sensational I do, I, season. 
I think looking back on it as well, you look at the stats and du- double digits, goal and assist form. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with that. Yeah. She say also playing thir- the play Thursday nights. Yeah. And do that as well. Yeah. Is massive. I do think. Again, if this were done back in December, Mo Salah would have won this comfortably. Well, indeed. And unfortunately yeah. for Mo, he's Egyptian and has to play tournaments in January every now and then. Yes. So I think that probably done him out of it. If we're honest, Rodri, Rodri, I was thrilled with the amount of votes Rodri got. <laughs> so again, propaganda. Yeah, my propaganda throughout the year got a few people on board there. Trent again, probably if voting were done either today or Sunday, and he had won a Champions League, maybe would have been higher. Cancelo, I think, got robbed of a few votes. Uh, p- potentially, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, because I, I mean, I thought our listeners, Billy, would have been irritated by my love of West Ham uh, over the past two seasons to the point where, well, of course, Jared Bowen wouldn't be anywhere near this. <laughs> but I seem to have convinced them all. I just love the idea of going back over the past two seasons and thinking, you know, who's been PFA Player of the Year? Who's been Ballon d'Or winners? And then going, Jared Bowen, Alan St. Maximum, under floodlights Player of the Year. Fully deserved. And I do, yeah, I do. I think consistency wise, everything, shock value of him, yeah, Yeah. I I can't knock it. And I I do think. I think he was comfortably ahead. Like there was, there was no need for like a recount or anything. There was no like Trent Connor Gallagher situation. I don't have flip a coin. <laughs> no recount, yeah. And I'll be honest, I was stunned. Uh, that, that <laughs> I, I thought, I thought you had maybe given a few quid like, at one I, stage, I, and then I honestly, it, <laughs> and then it like continued, and I was like, no, Chris would be bankrupt right now. He was giving like a tenner to everyone. <laughs> To get um, Bowen to win this? No, honestly. Um, I mean, I, there was a there was a there was a nice photo of him and his his brothers and dad at his like farm in Herefordshire, uh, <laughs> where he's from, because he's a big farmer. Um, so for for, uh, for for getting called up to England, if we can find that address, we can send a mug his way. I should get him a mug, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, that'll wrap us up for the season. Um, Not only today, but the season. If know, you've any um, final thoughts you want to send the people off with. Well, one, one, well, probably not an expected turn for, for the way it ended off, but um, the just on a West Ham note, for some reason, uh, the National League play- playoff final is at the London Stadium. <laughs> and we had a fantastic under the floodlights <laughs> moment when the mighty Wrexham, who have been taken over by these actors, <laughs> got beat 5-4 <laughs> at home by Grimsby. So uh, so that will that will go down well in their documentary. I love that you've just called like Ryan Reynolds one of the biggest movie stars in the world, one of these actors. Honestly, like I mean I've seen a few episodes of um It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I've seen Deadpool and that or is it Deadpool? Is that yeah. him? Um but like I, I, actors don't happen to me, I don't know. Like I, I <laughs> I just think it's funny that you think you can like come in and you know just do it all, and then you can beat five four by Grimsby. <laughs> like you know, it's just funny. Like I love that we're ending this season on you having a beef with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I think over the next however many months, we're actually getting the chance to miss football this summer. You know, we've not had that for a while. We've had just had constant football, and once a week, whenever West Ham would be on, I think you have to watch a Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back with like a written report. Uh, like, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure the guy is, you know, top of his grades. You know, I'm sure he's class at, at his job. But, you know, like, you know, leave Wrexham alone. 
<laughs> yeah, you need to go watch The Adam Project next week and give me a review. Top, top movie. Don't even know what that is. I've literally never heard of that before. I <laughs> but yeah, just final point on the season for me. We had a great run of people in the Under the Floodlights pod Fantasy Football League. Oh, oh so, yes. What was the result of that? Yeah. So just to give a shout out to last place, Ewan Wales. <laughs> Uh, just I, ha- I had to call out here it was last and congratulations to Ryan Stinson who won the league comfortably with 2,540 points um, uh, to be honest I'm in a few leagues with Ryan unbelievable player and I kept going at the end of the year unreal at fantasy football so no, congrats no, not, not, to, not to give like a public call out but have you confirmed with Ryan that he's not part of that thing you mentioned the other week that scheme or whatever I'll have to check that one out, but but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's got a he's got a good good name and reputation in the now with, with some good boys. Not like football and, world. Um, I, how many people were in it in the end? How many? I think we ended up with fifty six there. So we did. I mean, to win that takes a lot. So is is he is he is he getting that prize? There'll be there'll be a mug around somewhere. Oh well, right, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, right, we'll get that sorted. Yeah. You'll be getting a shout from me, Ram. But yes, congratulations on that. That's a that's a cracking year all around from you. Oh, fair play, then, yeah. It says, but yeah, on that note, Chris, that is the end of our season. Uh, everyone wow. have a good couple of months. We can now miss football for a while. Yeah, probably need it, don't we? You know, you don't have to check the lineups an hour before a game. Yeah. If, the whole thing. So, very good. Enjoy summer, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs>